Isaiah Rogers is going to be done with the Colts soon enough. He's either going to be cut, he's going to be suspended, or he's going to be banned. And maybe all three of those things will come for Isaiah Rogers because you cannot do what he did. What he did in putting himself in this position, putting his team in this position, brings to mind another event authored by this team that doesn't wind up being the most salient in the history of, of Colts management. We'll talk about the trade that might really be a problem now for the Indianapolis Colts with Isaiah Rogers certainly done with the team. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about what's going to go on tomorrow out at the Colts Complex as OTAs continue and the media is going to be turned loose on players and on coaches. Maybe Chris Ballard, maybe Jim Irsay is going to talk. Who knows what's going to happen? Somebody's got some explaining to do about how this went down and how this will go down. What are the ramifications going to be for the Pacers or for the Colts? And let's talk about some games from last year. All of a sudden, when you start talking about gambling and you start talking about players who may try to gain an advantage gambling by moogie-fooging during games, two games really stand out for the Colts last year. We'll talk about that too because that's important. That's what this does. The doubt, the seeds of doubt that are planted in our minds because of the behavior of Isaiah Rogers betting, we hope, just on the Colts and not against the Colts. But who who knows? All of a sudden, you start looking at last year in Dallas and against the Vikings, and you start thinking, hey, what the hell was going on there? Right? That that those seeds of doubt. That's the problem. When you can no longer trust athletes, when you can no longer trust a professional sports league, what do you do? Speaking of that, the PGA and the Live Tour, they mended fences and they're merging. Honest to God, really? We'll talk about that. I'm done with it. I'm not watching golf. I just don't care. And then we're going to talk about Scott Farrell a little bit. Scott Farrell, an Indiana University uh, graduate, who is now working at CBS Sports Radio and doing some things, uh, Sports Grid. I was on with him today, and I told him when we were off air, before we started, I was like, hey, you know, I almost gave Joe Smith a heart attack today because he knows Joe Smith or knew him, and he went off about Joe Smith for a long time and how important Joe Smith is in the life of Scott Farrell. And it, so it's, I think it's important to talk about how mentors happen accidentally. And, and are, are responsible for launching great careers. We'll talk about that, too. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, June 6, 2023. Brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Call Johnson's Plumbing. If you've got a plumbing problem, my goodness, don't call others. Call Johnson's Plumbing. They're the best. Jared Johnson has fixed the plumbing in this house three, if not four times, and he's done it all perfectly we're absolutely beyond satisfied with his work. The number, 765-610-8809. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like button. The bell icon, hit it so you get an alert every time we go live or post a video. And if you want to make a super thanks, make a super thanks. It's nice of you. Thank you very much. Let's talk about Isaiah Rogers. Let's talk about sports. Isaiah Rogers is going to be cut, suspended, or banned. Bad stuff's going to happen. If you bet while on the property 
of your employer, your employer being an NFL team, you are in big trouble, and they're going to find out about it. If you bet on football, you are in really big trouble. If you bet on your own team or perhaps against your own team, it's over. That's the third rail. And Isaiah Rogers is being accused of that. If he did it, he can't play in the NFL again. And that's really sad that a guy went so far the wrong way down that gambling wormhole that he's never going to get out of it. He's never going to be able to be what he was three days ago. And that's a tragedy. That's a tragedy, and there are many tragedies like this with gambling, sports gambling. Most of us, we can take it, we can leave it. Some of us, we can't leave it. Uh, there are two things about this that are really interesting to me, and the first one is Stephon Gilmore was kind of granted a pardon from playing on this Colts team in 2023 by Chris Ballard. I don't know whether Stephon Gilmore threatened to retire or what happened, but Stephon Gilmore going for a fifth-round compensatory pick to the Cowboys, which netted Evan Hull. Hey, how about this, Ballard? How about have Evan Hull play cornerback this year? How about that happen? They were thin already. With Isaiah Rodgers no longer there, what do you have at cornerback? You got Juju Brents, right? You got Darius Rush. You got Jones, the seventh-round pick. You got Dallas Flowers, and that's it. What are you going to do at cornerback? This is managerial malfeasance by Ballard in dealing Stephon Gilmore. Uh, is he trying to be a nice guy, win the nice guy executive of the year, sending Stephon Gilmore to Dallas for a fifth-rounder? What the hell is going on? How is that even possible? And you know what? It was bothersome before this whole thing with Isaiah Rogers, but now it looks like clinical malpractice by the general manager of the Colts. How could he do this? Speaking of hows, let's go back. The Colts and the Cowboys. At the end of the third quarter, the Cowboys led by two, 21-19. Then they reeled off 33 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to win that game. You can do the math. 54-19. The, the Colts were 11-point underdogs in that game. To say that the Cowboys covered easily, not an overstatement, when it looked like the Colts were in business to cover, being down only two at the end of the third. Not to be outdone by their own stupidity and poor play in Dallas, they go to Minnesota, where they go off. They take a 33-0 halftime lead over the Minnesota Vikings on the road, and all of it, and they were up 36-7 to with under 20 minutes remaining in this game. They wind up losing 39-36. How does that happen? I'm not saying, I'm just, and I don't believe that anybody did anything to toss those games. I don't. I don't think that that's what happened. But when the specter of gambling creeps in through the side door and starts noodling around, all of a sudden, we start asking questions. And those questions are very difficult to answer when you've got somebody like Isaiah Rogers who reportedly, allegedly, being investigated for betting on Colts games while playing in them. 
that's where the whole thing gets sideways. It's not about gambling, and it's not about people winning or losing money. It's about us as fans investing in the product, not gambling, but through emotional investment, sure, financial investment, season tickets. Can we trust that the results of these games are on the up and up when we've got gambling like this? And you know what? It's not about legalizing. It's not about DraftKings, and it's not about BUSR, and it's not about any of that crap. People have been gambling on football forever. Now it's legal in a lot of places. Legalized gambling is not to blame here. What's to blame is greed, which takes us, by the way, OTAs. Man, OTAs are going to be must-see TV tomorrow, baby. The, the media availability, they aren't going to say boo, but they're going to be asked a bunch about it. And, and they're going to have to not answer in a delicate way. That's a really good media relations staff. They're really good. Uh, Matt Conti and, and Christian and Hayden and Steve and everybody associated with that media relations group, they're really smart, and they're going to drill the guys a little bit, and the guys are all going to be elegant in the way they answer this. They're not going to get shaken by it. They're going to be prepared to answer the questions, but the questions are going to be damning themselves, and you've got to be elegant in answering them. You can't be petulant about it. I'm not answering No. The, the questions must be asked, and they must be answered. And I'd like to see Jim Ursay get out in front of everybody tomorrow and talk about this. I'd like to see Chris Ballard do the same. I'd like to see people answer questions, because this is the integrity of the NFL and the integrity of the Indianapolis Colts that's at stake here. And if this thing doesn't go away, the waves, the ripples... They're going to continue to cause problems, and nobody wants that. I don't want that. You don't want that. What I also didn't want, I didn't want the PGA Tour and the Live Tour and the DP World Tour uniting. I had no interest in that. The Live Tour people, those gutless turds, they go off, fueled by greed, go out and play in a a tour of events nobody gave a shit about because nobody cares who's playing golf. Golf was around long before Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson. It's going to be around long after them. You don't have to pay Dustin Johnson. You don't have to pay these guys nine figures in order to capture the imagination of golf. Nobody's imagination was captured by the Live Tour. But Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA, know what he did? He struck a deal. Because there was money on the table, money to be grabbed, and it's all about grabbing money. It's all about greed. All people want. It is a constant quest for more cash. For Monaghan, he can tell the membership of the PGA, this is going to fuel growth of this tour. Our charitable contributions, which frankly are massive with the, with the PGA, and it's about uniting and no longer being distracted. I haven't been distracted. I don't give shit one about the Live Tour or about Live Golfers. They're gone. I don't care. What do I care? I I like what? Victor Hovland won at the Memorial. Fun. I like Victor Hovland. I'm not watching any of it anymore. Because the PGA, instead of bringing Live to where they're at, the PGA decided to become just a bigger, uh, more... 
mature version of what live is, which is just a, a greed frenzy with golf clubs. And I don't want to watch that. I don't want, I'd rather play the game that frustrates me so terribly than I would watch people who are playing for nothing more than cash. I'd rather play a $2 Nassau myself among friends than watch these clowns play when they're guaranteed money just for showing up. I don't need that. What fun is that? Winner take all or winner take a bunch? Having cuts? You know, guys going out trying to make it? Trying, struggling? Dealing with adversity in order to make it on the tour? That's fun. That's compelling. And that is gone. It left today. If it was ever there. And Jay Monahan ought to be absolutely ashamed. And the players, now what I would do, if I'm the players, if I'm a group of players and I'm kind of smart guy players, I leave the PGA Tour and go in the other direction, not where the Live Tour went. I go in the other direction. We're going to put together a genuinely competitive tour of golfers who are willing to put their chips on the table and go play for them. That I'll watch. But I'm, not, I'm done with the PGA Tour. All done. Now watch, you're going to watch Canadian Open? I give a shit. I don't care. The U.S. Open's a little bit different because it's the USGA. That's the governing body that puts that tournament on. But I, I don't even think I'll watch that. I just don't care. Look, you go far enough down the greed hole, I got to be done with your ass. That's just the way it is. Scott Farrell. Talked to him this afternoon. Went on Sports Grid, his show on Sports Grid, which is always fun because Scott is a great listener. Wonderful. And we're talking before we go on. He's like, hey, how's this Bloomington thing going for you? I said, it's going great, you know, working with Joe Smith. He goes, what? 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 Joe Smith? I almost fell over. Joe Smith? I said, yeah, he does morning sports, afternoon sports. He's great. He's grinding. He's going to do a season of high school football. He's awesome. He gave me my start. We went to a party. We got shit-faced. Had a great time. It was awesome. I said, you got to put me on the air. I belong on the air. And Joe said, you're a pain in the ass. Come on in tomorrow. And that's how Scott Farrell got his start as a freshman at Indiana University. Been a national guy for a long time and has had a great career. And it all started that night at a, uh, a party on the Indiana University campus with the great Joe Smith. Joe's still getting it done on WGCL radio in town, and it's awesome. It's great to hear that. You need a mentor. You need somebody to say, you know, maybe it's just through wearing a guy down. Finally says, hey, all right, come on in. We'll put you on. And all of a sudden, off he goes, and it's, uh, it's nothing but fun and frolic as it's been for Scott Farrell for a long time. One of the best radio hosts in the country because he is a really good listener. And so few are. We will talk to you tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent. Bright and early. 6.15. We never stop. You know why? There's just way too much to talk about. Are you kidding me? This is what we do and we have a great time doing it. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning.